Welcome everybody to the Black Mangos Podcast. My name is Ben Jackson and today we have a very special um, scenario. We have our first ever first ever debate. We have Jordan and Harley. Harley, you go by AJ, right? Can no. I call you? And you don't no, go by AJ? Was, that was an old thing? Yeah, I just should have made a new Facebook. Okay, say, so. all right. So we got Jordan and <laughs> we got Harley here today. Um, to want to have a debate about professionalism. This all started over a Facebook status that Jordan posted, which I'm going to read. And I quote, <laughs> <laughs> The disrespect of someone who dares come into my interview with blue hair, I rebuke in the name of Jesus. This goes for red, purple, pink, green, and any variation of these colors. I understand that times have changed and more things are starting to become to more start uh, I gave you talk are starting to be accepted in the work society though I'll tell you what hasn't changed people actually looking good with these hair colors these aren't my direct thoughts just si- just sending the message that the lord gave me this morning this comment got 32 likes and 77 comments on facebook First comment was from Harley. She said, and I quote, you are possibly losing out on some of the hardest workers you'll ever meet. And that sparked uh, an entire conversation on Facebook that led us here to the Black Mangos podcast to have a debate. Um, uh, Let's see. Just to give you a little bit of background on our two debaters, we got Jordan, who's a health coach and an event manager. Uh, alumni of the University of Montevallo in communications and history and American studies, correct? Yes, sir. And we got Harley, who's a um, what? What would you call yourself? Because I never like. I'm a server. Okay. At Woolworth, yeah. And a model. Um, or? I did whenever I was younger. I haven't done a whole lot of it. I've moved behind the scenes in theater. I do costuming and makeup. Okay, awesome, awesome. And you're a Montevallo alumni as well in theater. All right, so um, Jordan. We're going to give you um, one to two minutes to state your point uninterrupted. And then we're going to do the same for Harley. And then we're going to start getting into it. Okay. So basically, I believe that any company, every company, no matter how it's structured, has its standards, has what they look at, has what they're looking for. When you come to an interview, in my opinion, you're supposed to be there and arrive pretty much in the most professional manner as you can. One of the biggest things with professionalism is your appearance. To me, appearance makes up a good bit of everything. Your appearance tells something about you without you having to say a word before you even speak. Everyone makes their first impressions off of you, off of, in my opinion, off of appearance rather than the words that you say first. So that being stated, I feel like If you were to come into an interview with blue hair, purple hair, whatever the color variation, whatever it may be, you're putting yourself at risk for not getting a job, honestly. I'm not the only company, I'm not a part of the only company that looks at things like this. Just because I vocalized it on Facebook doesn't mean that not other companies are doing this. So that's pretty much my main point I was getting at. All right, Harley. Um, I really was making the point that 
when you disregard people because of appearance now, not to say that things like cleanliness or just dressing appropriately don't matter, but you're missing out on people that do work very hard and have oftentimes the creative ability to possibly take your company to the next level or to expand what you're doing now anyhow. Um, companies like Steve Madden, um, software engineers. I like. I was really curious whenever I started this, so I wanted to go and see like what companies are accepting it now because it's only in the last 10 years that it's been more acceptable to not look to the professional standard, and I think that that's going to continue, and we're going to see a lot of companies break away from the military standard is what the professional standard is set to because that's kind of what most people think of. No tattoos visible, no piercings visible. Your hair should be kept at a certain condition, um, and I think that we're going to see a lot of companies move away from that in the coming years. Okay. All right, so one of the first um, comments that I saw you make, Harley, was that you felt like if you're excluding these people, then you um, aren't bettering the company that you work for, so the, the words that you use. Can you expand on that? Can we start there? Um, I think that especially <clears throat> if, say, their appearance isn't the first thing that you're judging them on, you have their resume or a cover letter in front of you that you can see the work that they've done and see that maybe they are more experienced than the people that you currently have working for you and they could come in and share their experience with the company. Um, whereas they, you know, they come in and say they do have red or purple or green hair and then you automatically write them off because you don't think that they look the part. So I guess my question is... Do you believe other companies just don't look at that at all? or It's not that I don't believe it. I think it's becoming less of the, like, norm. Not in specific companies, like, especially those doing business, say, on, like, Wall Street okay. or, you know, small town places, um, big corporations. Like, like, I worked for Zaxby's whenever I was still in school couldn't have colored hair you couldn't have any tattoos below your elbows couldn't have any jewelry on at all except for like a wedding band and studs in your ears so they they wanted everybody to look a very specific way so anywhere in the country that you go they'll look the exact same way and I think you know they'll they have to start moving away from that because people have tattoos on their hands and stuff it's becoming more Regular, you can't go out into public without encountering somebody who doesn't look to the professional standard. And so it's harder, especially for companies like Zaxby's, where you're not making a lot of money to okay. not hire those people. Okay. And I guess my other question before I retort is uh, do you think all places should be like this? Like every single company, now, no matter what? Things like the military. Um, security, stuff like that. I do think that there is a reason that people are kept a very clean, specific-looking way so everybody looks the same. So you can't, like, say somebody was trying to be targeted or something like that. You can't pick them out of a lineup necessarily, you know? Okay. No, that's very true. So that being said, with a company like mine or with any sales company, for example, the main thing you want to be is approachable. You're trying to sell your product, 
especially our pro- our products are thousands of dollars. Some people even try to are thinking about spending a hundred thousand dollars on say a sunroom, things of that yeah. nature. You want to be as approachable as possible. You want to know your shit. You want to know everything. You want to get all that right. So my my biggest thing is why would you risk mention missing out on these types of customers just because you want to wear your hair red or just because you want to wear your hair blue? To me, that's literally avoiding money. You're losing money at that point. I like I totally see what you're saying, and okay. your opinion isn't not valid, I suppose, in what you're saying because there are still people out there who are totally against it. Now, when I worked in sales, it wasn't anything like windows or anything like that, obviously. (laughs) I only encountered one person who was very vocal about not agreeing with it. And, um, but I'm, I mostly work with elderly people and middle-aged people and all of them would, they were very vocal about being like, oh, wow, I'm so glad that you feel comfortable enough to express yourself and then carry that into because when people buy things, they want to feel like they know you as a person and they're not just getting a, like, box. I don't know, a clone of, like, what every single salesperson says, you know? But I guess, in my opinion, if I were to walk up to somebody that I was trying to, now, No, I'm sorry. No, what are you going to? Now, not to say that some people... That get these colors done don't look unkept. Okay. Because some people do, mm-hmm. like, there there is a certain way of going about having color in your hair that doesn't look like you threw it on there or, you know, you, you don't wash it or what have you, you know? You know what I mean? Okay. That makes any sense? No, that makes perfect sense, but... Like I said before, I feel like your appearance says something about you whether you want it to or not. So, for example, when I saw that girl walk into the interview, and let me clarify on this too, before the interview, in her profile picture, she just had her natural hair up. That's what I saw. So I gave her a chance. I told her to come in. When she came in, the first thing that came to my mind when I saw her blue hair is, you don't care. You don't want to be here. You don't want to interview for this job. Because I'm like, why would, why would you take that type of risk? She literally missed out on a job just because of her hair color. And I've been seeing a lot of things saying that, oh, that's her. She can't change that. That's her. No, that's, that's a lie. Yeah. The, people people uh, have been trying to compare that to, you know, that's the, that's the same as not hiring an African-American. That's the same as not hiring a Caucasian. That's a lie. You can't change skin color. But you can change your hair, especially if it's been in there for quite some time. I mean, I, I, I've never changed my hair, obviously, so I don't really know how it works. I'm assuming a little bit of time needs to be put in before you can truly change it back. It depends, but yeah. But to me, the message that she sent to me with that was, I don't care about this job. I don't care whether I get it or not. I'm just here for the money. Yeah. And I guess, like, not presenting yourself I feel like social media is so big now you have to know your employees employers are looking at it so if you're if you're expressing yourself and like leaving this sort certain I don't know expectation when you do look at it and you come in different that that can be thrown off like say somebody you know has 
a bunch of facial piercings they didn't post on social media so you just were totally blindsided by that and that may not be what your company's looking for and i'm not saying that companies should just up and change i'm saying that in the next 10 20 years we will see a massive change where people aren't going to care as much i'm glad you said the next 10 or 20 years the 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 other big thing i wanted to kind of get at is it's not happening anytime soon to me 10 20 years it's happening now in certain places not at not at maybe banks not at sales companies no but at google and you know, media companies like BuzzFeed and such, you can get still professional jobs. They are more casual, I would say, but they're still professional. Right, no, they're professional, but they're not really, those people at Google, they're not really seen by the public, really. They're going to be behind a desk in a cubicle or whatever it may be, or at least that's what I'm assuming from that, and they're going to (laughs) be. Let let me interrupt you guys for a second, because... um, I had this conversation um, with some friends after I saw you guys have it. Okay. And one of the things that I wanted to define during that conversation was what exactly do we mean when we say the word professional? Because, um, I mean, I'll be honest, when I had this conversation, I was at a bar with a friend and um, one of the people we were talking with was the bartender. And I would consider him an extremely professional person. Um, He has gauges in his ears. I, he might, he always, I always see him in a hat. So I don't know if he has any color in his hair. But um, I, I just wanted to like what what's what's the difference between his professionalism to that of a, a lawyer? Well, his professionalism is fit for that job. I was going to get into that. Uh, what I mean, what I meant earlier by every company has its own standards. Um, y'all know what a Zoomies is or a Spencers, yeah, mm-hmm. places like that. They're looking for a certain type of person, too. Just because they're not telling you doesn't mean that it's not happening. So if somebody came into their interview with a full suit, tie, clean, you want to be real? I doubt that they would get hired off of appearance alone. I feel like his professional is professional for a bartender. That's perfectly fine. And let me say this, too. Outside of work, I feel like you could... Do whatever you want. I feel like you can wear whatever you want to wear. I'm cool with it, in my opinion. But in work, I just feel like it's different. If I go to, if I go to any of my events or whatever they may be, or even for my professional uh, personal training job, if I visit a client and I have a certain type of look to me, they may feel a little bit uncomfortable. <laughs> Or concerning the sales job, they may not want to approach me. So it's things of that nature. So basically, I just feel like it's a different type of profession. Okay. okay. Um, one of the questions we got in the group chat um, is for Jordan. You know, we're talking, um, you mentioned earlier that in about 10 to 20 years, you know, this might be a mute point. But today, um, would you... Would, would you do you think this would be considered discrimina- discrimination along the same lines as somebody, you know, Blake versus Deshaun applying for a job and having them being discriminated against solely based off the assumption of what their name is? I think that's different. A lot of employers, uh, and this is just me speaking in general, I feel like quite a few have tr- at least tried to stray away from that. I don't think it's still like that. But say if it were. Say if it were, I mean, I feel like 
me seeing someone's hair color is completely different from me seeing someone's name. I feel like that's 100% different. Well, what about the point of even today, things like dreadlocks and cornrows are not considered professional to some companies. And actually, I don't remember what company it was down in Mobile, did not hire a woman because she had dreadlocks in her hair. And the Supreme Court ruled that that was legal, like that they didn't have to hire her because of her dreadlocks. Well, I'll take it this route. Why didn't she just undo the dreadlocks? At that point, most people have dreadlocks in their hair for so long, you would have to cut them out. And dreadlocks are also, to some people, a spiritual journey or just a personal statement even. See, and that's, again, why would you take that risk? I know for a fact you can do something with dreadlocks to make it look more professional. I mean, I agree, but it doesn't matter what they look like to some companies. It doesn't matter. Okay. Just just having them at all, they consider unprofessional. Now, me personally, I don't consider them unprofessional, but that's people. Different companies have different standards. I don't think it's discrimination, though. No, I disagree with that. Okay, I see another another um, question for the group chat. Um, Why does hair color automatically say that you don't care, even if it's well kept? Colored hair actually takes a lot more effort to maintain. If you know that in general, and this is going to come off a little bit strong, if you know in general that a good bit of society probably would not want to, would probably want to stray away from that, why would you take that risk to go into an interview like that? I don't know. It's To me, it just says that. I mean, I feel like every day we judge people whether we want to or not, whether we want to admit it or not. And managers are going to be your number one judges out there. So, I mean, it's just one thing that's judged. I'm mad that I left my other one at, like, at work because <laughs> I had marked it up. <laughs> uh, let's see. Okay, here we go. Okay. Um, there was a guy uh, named Jesse who commented, and he said that aesthetics are important in regards to performing tasks. How do you guys feel about that? He was being sarcastic. I was about to say, well, being sarcastic. He was, was he? he was being sarcastic. Oh, okay. In my well, opinion. I took Maybe it, he was not. Maybe I took it as sarcastic. Yeah, I did too. Yeah. I, thought he, I thought he was talking about this. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but some people do feel that way. Like, not to say, like, like okay, not necessarily in those direct that direct sense, but ultimately that is how they feel saying, like, I don't know, hair color would affect a position necessarily. I think that to a degree... It would, I don't know, change, help change the demographic of a company, especially if you were trying to move from, like, say, mostly um, older middle-aged people to younger people buying their first houses. Then it would make, because I feel like, especially our generation, when we see somebody who looks very, I don't know, just... I feel like I relate more to somebody if they if I can see a tattoo or they have a cool haircut or like they are in some way like expressing themselves openly even in dress like it doesn't have to be something like outstanding I guess but if that made any sense no that makes perfect sense um, I mean wait, wait, wait. I I had a friend who lived in Atlanta and she said in a lot of 
I guess especially the service industry is mostly what, where she was speaking on, but a lot of places it's harder to find work without having something that makes you more personable, like tattoos and colored hair or things like that. It is mostly in the service industry. I'm like right. I'm I'm going to make that very clear, but it I don't know. I think it speaks to our generation in a different way than it does other generations for sure. But it's it's the fact that I guess what I'm really trying to get at is yes, we are slowly approaching where the new generation is about to take over. I agree with you on that. Yeah. In the next 15, 20 years. But right now, there's a lot more people in the older gen- generation than people are really, like, giving credit for. I and just think their opinions aren't as solid as you believe they are. I guess we don't, we wouldn't really 100% yeah. know that. But we have to, like, test a panel of elderly people. Right. I would have to take a risk and hire somebody with a different hair color. And it would be a risk. Like, I'm not, like, denying that. Like, I'll... I'll throw it out there and tell you that there's somebody that even I have to answer to to hire somebody. Yeah. And that person probably would be like, why Why the hell would you hire them? Honestly. Yeah. And it all goes back to every company has the standards. Uh, yeah. Is the big thing. I really want to get it. But. Um, let's see. Somebody named Julia commented and she made a comment about um, a lawyer coming into a courtroom with colored hair and how if you want to be taken seriously, then you don't dye your hair bright colors. Okay. Now, um, say just a scenario, how would you guys feel if a lawyer came in who had pretty impressive undefeated streak? Like, would you still think less of that person after learning that? I was actually going to ask you that because I looked at that too and I smiled at that because I was like, you know, that's a very good point. Could y'all even imagine that? Well, I think at that point, if the lawyer had such a good winning streak that they know they can come in and not look the, like, classic way, and um, so they would feel more comfortable doing it than I think that somebody just starting out. And we're saying, like, bright blue hair, right? Blue, pink, yeah. So let's say that they're going <laughs> to a judge that, you know, she's never seen before. This is going all the way up, say, like, to the Supreme Court. Okay. And this person has to defend their client to the best of their ability. And the judge saw that. You really think that everything was still? Um, not like I think it does. It, that's just comes down to a personal matter with who the judge is because they may still not even care. Like they, they'll make their preconceived notions as soon as they walk in the door and everything that they hear they'll take with a grain of salt. They won't – the way that people listen will be different um, but that lawyer better think so highly of themselves as to think that it wouldn't matter that their point be so solid. No, and that could be true, but then there's also <laughs> going to be a jury in that court. This is going to be like... Yeah, and again, it's still personal, preconceived um, notions about people that we all pick up on and think of, and everybody has their own uh, perspectives on it, I guess. I feel that. Yeah, too many pages. So going the wrong way. And while you're doing that, I also feel like uh, a lot of the things that people are saying they they sound great out loud, I guess. Or mm-hmm. when you, but if this scenario were to actually happen, I feel like everybody would be kind of looking at it. Oh, it would be an uproar. 
It, Somebody walking in the Supreme Court with blue hair trying to fight some case. People would be going bonkers over it, whether they agree right. or not. Well, it, it would be a big thing. Let's and talk, there would be a reason it would be a big thing. So, I mean. Let's talk about the tips comment. Um, somebody asked whether they had, like, blonde, like, tips of colored hair. Do you think that just hypothetically anybody has a better chance if only part of their hair is colored as opposed to their entire head? That's actually a weird thing with me, too, as well. I actually do think they have a better chance if only part of their hair is, like, or, like, maybe, say, if it started off black and then, like, faded into another color, I guess. Is it because you would be able to eventually ask them to cut their hair or color it back? Because so, changing all of your hair seems more drastic than only changing part of it? I'm not going to lie to you. I have asked one of my employees in the past to change their hair to a more neutral color. I would never ask somebody to cut, uh, cut off their hair. Okay. I feel like that's a little bit different. But yeah. I have asked an employee in the past to be like, hey, you know, I oh, think damn. she... She pretty much toned down. She came to one of the events with pink hair, and I guess she already. That's another thing. I told all the employees during the interview we do have a certain policy. We rather not you do this. She went against that policy. Uh, okay, yeah. So yeah, if you're clear about it, then that and she never like spoke to you. Even working like where I do before I saw anybody with colored hair, I asked. Right. And that's somewhere that I can wear my facial piercings. I still asked. No, fair enough. But, yeah, this specific girl I did ask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tone it down a little bit. That's. Do you guys think there are any alternatives that exist outside of you know, cutting or re-dyeing your hair? Wigs. <laughs> <laughs> I love wigs, so. <laughs> wigs. Well, it's cool work. I, I did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, yeah, I've seen colors where if you wear your hair up, you wouldn't be able because it's like all in the center. It's done in such a way if you wear it, you can hide it. Um, so you can go go a little both ways. I feel that. Is this the? Okay, okay. So um, Zach was um, putting in the chat that is actually against court guidelines to have multicolored hair or colored hair. Oh, okay. Uh, unnatural colored hair. So they would be asked to leave or be in contempt of court if they came in with colored hair. So they wouldn't right. be able to do their job at all. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. Inadvertent <laughs> distraction. Okay. But this is the court case that Oh, somebody in the in the post office was trying to have some pink hair. Oh, was it? Was it that same type of deal? Okay. You know, I'll, I'll also say this too. Maybe it's also because I don't see simply changing your hair as that big of a deal. I see it as such a small thing to do. I know a lot of people say, oh, it expresses who I am, it expresses this, it expresses that. No, you express who you are, in my opinion, with your personality. 
you don't really need to do all that. So I guess I don't really see it as a big deal to be like, hey, just change your hair to a natural color. If I were like, cut off all your hair, I feel like that's completely different. So, I mean, that's that's another thing as well. I mean, I guess that's fair. Um, like, to me, it's not a huge thing. I've been through most colors in the rainbow, um, except for red and green. I will not go there. Um, <laughs> Uh, you also said red. Do you mean like you know? My sister dyed her hair like a a brown red color. It wasn't really brown. It was more like a so like a cherry cola color. It was really so really, saw, really bright red. But from one of the comments, yeah, I need to clarify on red. When I think red, I I really mean you red. You think like the color the color red, red. not like oh, I call it orange or whatever. Like, yeah, right. I feel like. Right. You're not talking about you're not, not naturally you're like red. Right. Red. No, no. I, I have no problem. I saw the one comment that <laughs> <who> said, "Except <laughs> for all the gingers that can't get a job." And when I saw, I was like, "Oh, he knew good and damn well." Trolling. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Well, I think. <laughs> It is crazy. I, I know. I know. Zach has a few words for you. <laughs> do we? Do we want to open it up to everybody else? Who's just like, yes. like people are like itching to say something. Or wear it in such a way that wasn't just your natural style. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. It's funny. Uh, I think most of y'all know Walter Price in here. Yeah. Well, his hair was kind of formed in an afro, except it was a little bit wild looking. The only thing I asked him to do was tie it. It was long enough to where he could tie it back. I was like, I love your hair outside of work. I think it's some of the most beautiful looking hair ever, easily. But I don't want to take the risk. I also make, I also make people take out the earrings. My earrings are out now I just came from work so I mean that's another thing I feel the same way about tattoos of all of it and I think you're right that it depends on the company like companies are allowed to set their standards how they want so I personally just wouldn't be a part of a company that felt that way right that was the other thing I wanted to get at too if if you apply for a company or if you want to go into a company and you notice that you don't like some of their rules. Uh, my mom always told me, if you don't like something, don't be a part of it or ignore it or leave it. I mean, as harsh as it may sound, I that's just something I've been taught, which goes to another thing. I feel like we might we might have been raised different hardly. I don't know. but No, and I the, guarantee <laughs> that we were. I totally guarantee that we were because my mom – she told me I from the time I was thirteen I was like I want I want tattoos I want piercings like I just want to look like this certain image in my head and she said you know what when you turn sixteen you can do whatever you like you have to walk around looking like that mm. and she said I will never pay for it I but I will sign a consent form and you know I went and got a tattoo a week before I turned 16 mm. and it, but it's a really nice memorial piece it's not like something that I'm like I hate now I wish I would have never gotten this um, so like I, I definitely would instill into my kids one day that you look how you'd like to look um, 
and maybe you shouldn't judge other people just by, like, you should talk to somebody and see maybe not so directly, but why do they look that way? What makes them happy about that? What inspires them, if that makes sense? Which is why I went into theater, so I can look the way that I'd like to look. I did ROTC all through high school, and everyone expected me to go into the military. And I was like, what do you mean? I can't pierce my face and, like, have (laughs) tattoos on my face. So I was like, I'm going to be a costume designer and do makeup because nobody cares what you look like when you wear black and you're in the dark. So That's real. Uh, (laughs) Well, uh, okay, I'll be honest about how I was raised. And uh, I was raised very strict parenting, military family, turned business family. Uh, Pretty much if I wanted to get, like, a tattoo at the time or a piercing. It was like, you know, <coughs> when you are deal. out of this house, <coughs> away from this family, you can do that. Yeah. But I think most people have right. been raised that way. Right. And I was taught to, you know, whatever you have to do to gain financial stability, do it. Authority, listen to it. Whatever they need you to do, whether you agree with it or not, go with it because at the end of the day, it's about money. It's about your future. You should and always that's keep that in mind. Ultimately, what's like the goal is to better yourself, regardless of if you have to not go with looking a certain way because it makes you happy, and to go with the more fiscally responsible what works See, for most people. And that's another thing. I, the more I grow up, the more I grow and really think about who I am myself. I love materials. I love fine things. I'm that yeah. type of person. I know what gets fine things. I know what gets what I want. Yeah. And there's a few things that maybe you have to sacrifice to get those things, but in the end it'll all be worth it. Maybe one day when I have my own business, maybe I can kind of twist. You can do however you want exactly. it to be. Exactly. <laughs> and that's. I think that we see a lot of more people – um, choosing entrepreneurship so they can right do that which was a suggestion that I had if you didn't like to go into big corporations and they had these rules I said entrepreneurship uh, maybe some restaurants some restaurants are very strict call centers call centers uh, software engineering right um, uh, any <laughs> any desk job that your boss is not 85 years old right and that, basically what I was getting at I, I would actually say I think that's it's. I don't think it's an age thing. I think it's a seen not seen. If you're in a job where you're going to be seen, you got to you got to like you said, you got to sell whatever you're doing, whether it's a product, whether it's your services, whether it's whatever it is, you've got to sell that yourself. So if 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 you're not, if you're in a job where you're not going to be seen at all, if you are in a cubicle or on a desk like that. Uh, more than likely, they're going to be a little more laxed. Uh, Silicon Valley is growing in, in that direction, but the majority of the workforce is still what he's saying. Yeah. So I think, I think in one sense, you may be slightly allude, uh, disillusioned by the idea that it's working this way. As an artist myself, okay. As a musician, sure, I see that a lot. But if you're not in a certain genre of music, you can forget it. So no, even totally. in the world of art, it's based on, even, you even mentioned it, it's based yeah. on the specific places within your 
feel. Like I would never make it in Disney. They would they would not have it. They would be like, take out your piercings, do uh, what you're doing. They send you to the pirates section. Do they? They send you over to Pirates of the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. You can work perfectly with that. It's a different, again, it's all about what works. where would you fit. Yeah. Um, and a place like Disney, again, that's how they... Yeah, you need to look very um, vanilla. If you are... If you were, if you're going to go to a company that just offers, like, just offers desk jobs, and and you're just working at a desk all day, no, the likelihood that they're going to care as much about your hair color is less. But <coughs> I would say I'd give that more of a 60-40. Yeah. 60%, 60% do care, 40% don't. No, totally. Because I, it's it, we're still... We're not as evolved as we think, um, no. especially thinking about the fact we were, we're based out of Alabama here. We're definitely not as evolved as we think here. Um, you go to Atlanta, think about well, who you see walking through the streets during the daytime versus who you see walking the streets at night. Yeah. That gives you an idea of where, when you see the briefcases and, and trench coats, they all look certain way. Mm-hmm. When you see you know, pumps and, 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 you know, whatever, when it comes to the, the nightlife, you see a different different crowd. Yeah. That's indicative of that same argument. Visual, uh, visual aspect of people is very important, and we still, if, if judgment by visual, uh, or if judgment by your looks is not uh, important, then we've lost sight of where humanity kind of runs visual output is still very important. Oh, yeah. How you look and present yourself is very important. Um, and as a black male myself, my family always taught me you got to do more because if you don't look the best, you already got strikes against you just because you walked out the door. True. So you got to look your best because you got to make up for the discrepancy of being that person. My, again, I... I'll tell myself, I asked a question about the names because my name is Zach. If my name was Deshaun and I called in for a phone interview, my likelihood of getting that phone call back is decreased by, I think it's 40-something percent. Yeah. Today. Mm-hmm. Today standards. We're not talking about the 80s. We're not talking about the 90s. We're talking about right now. So as we sit in this room, you know, Jordan, Zach, Ben, my sister's Brittany, one of my best friends is Tiffany, and we're all black. And we have to be that. We have that's my parents named me that because they knew it would be a name that would be marketable. My mom was gonna name my big brother Terrence, and she said, I don't know. And he's named Brandon for that exact purpose. So it's all the appearance, that preconceived notion is all important to understand that that's I just think in the business world of business and corporation, <coughs> it is not as evolved as we may want it to be. Uh, we have to make sure we don't confuse our socio-political situation with the corporate political situation. Yeah. See, I think it was. I don't. I don't. I don't remember if it was before or after I did the intro that you asked me like what my opinion on this was. Right. And for the most part, I. I see both sides of it. Right. I feel like me personally, 
depending on what position I'm in inside of a company that would influence my decision. Like if I were in your position where there's somebody above me, I would do whatever's whatever we as a company see best for business. Right. If I'm at the head of that company and you come in and you have bright pink hair and you kick ass, I'm probably going to hire you because you kick ass. And I'll put you on my front lines just to spit in the face of corporate America. I am a very quiet anarchist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I know it. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> Like, <laughs> I know. <laughs> so, so it's like I'm gearing up for a lot, <laughs> and that's that's just kind of how I feel about it. It's just like I I feel like professionalism is more of an attitude, and you know it can be an appearance, but I don't think the appearance the appearance is more important as the performance. Can you show up in pajama uh, pants and? You see, where I work, we have this thing called a lock-in. <laughs> oh, no, no, I, I understand what you said. Like, you know, as, no, a, as a teacher, but, I can't do that. So, but I, mean, no, I, say, I think the, as much as we want to say that appearance is not, I think it is. I think that as much as we want to say that that's, that's I put it as, okay. Yes, we can say we can be an anarchist, but if you have anarchy without structure... Slide that, slide that oh. right more in between the two oh, so we can like pick him up, too. Uh, the idea is if you're going to have anarchy without any structure, then you won't have a corporation. Well, no, I, yes, and production will go down because it's not, uh, it's not, it's not conducive to, to productivity. If you do have a... Uh, I was raised, raised on the idea... Uh, and a person of faith in myself. Uh, where there is decency, there is order. What's decency? And do we consider part of? Do we consider look as part of that decency? That's 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 a gray area that you have to define before you make. In my opinion, before you make a decision on where you stand on that, is do you consider the look part of decency? in the order of your corporation? I feel like it depends on how much we're putting into the look. Because if we're talking about your hair or even piercings, these are things that you can accessorize. These are things that fluctuate. I don't see that as... I don't put... There's your hair, there's piercing, then there's the uniform. There's a uniform that we all put on, whether it's a suit and tie, whether it's a staff shirt, there's a uniform that we put on. That's the aesthetic that I'm going to present, the uniform. Whoever's in that uniform, what they look like, that's my personality that reflects what my company want, that I want my company to portray. So I'm looking more for actions and personality than I am if you have green hair. If I can, if I can market, this guy's a kick-ass accountant who also has green hair. I'm marketing the hell out of that green hair. Like we, we're gonna do something with that. Like this, more well, money. Would you market an accountant? I mean, that you, you know what I'm saying. Like that's that's what look I'm at, saying. You're, look at Alexander Shannara. Alexander Shannara looks 
clean cut is, is normal. I mean, he was yeah, stereotypical clean yeah. cut. Yeah, but he's and still for Alabama that works for <laughs> sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I think maybe if you moved into an area where it was more, um, I don't know, regular to see people like everybody does, like in some kind of way lacks what we consider decent and professional in that sense. Um, so it would be easier to do in certain places. This wouldn't be one of them. Mm. Um, but it could be possible in places like big city California, Tokyo, really huge cities. It might be possible, but even then, not all of them. I, I, I would I would refute that even with big cities, sections of big cities. Because even in... Uh, in uh, San Francisco, there are certain places you don't do that. Yeah. Uh, even in, in, and specifically San Francisco versus Sacramento. Yeah. That's a big city. You definitely not pulling that off in Sacramento as much no. as you would in, in San Fran. Um, so I mean, I think, I think it's uh, we in in idea as a choir director as well. I'm the man of many hats uh, as a choir director. Um, I tell my students that because we have a uniform for my premier choir, um, part of it in the handbook also states that, and this is more of a tradition, that uh, you can have whatever hair color you want. And that's the way that, because for me, I don't care. But at the same time, I'm conflicted on my own thought because when I get up with my choir and we all stand up on stage and we've got everybody dressed in their black dresses and their black tuxes and the bow ties and shirts and you've got the pink hair girl on the second row. She's the one taking away from Oh yeah. Who are the who's the audience gonna be looking at throughout that performance? They're gonna be looking at the pink hair girl on the second row. Uh or are they gonna look at are they going to look at the the bald kid on the back row with his head shining? Is that something that we have to consider? And that's for me personally. I could I don't care because if if you're doing good music, that eventually fades. Um, but where would you you know? Where do you stand on that argument? Where do you place yourself in that in that spectrum? Do you think, well, because I know myself, I know I've been to a number of music conferences where some choir directors are like, that kid with the pink hair is out. They're out of the choir. Yeah. I mean, they're out of the choir until they change that color. Um, because they say that's a choice. They can change that. They can change it back. If they change it back, they can get back on stage. No big problem. And that's how they see it. Uh the kid responds by saying, "This is my. This is me, though. This is me expressing myself. This is who I am right now." Um, so now this kid is out of choir because they want to express themselves, and the whole point of them being in choir is to express themselves. Yeah, that does seem a little counterintuitive. <clears throat> if there was like a simple fix, like maybe like during the performances, use like the color that's temporary to cover up the pink like if they had black to cover it up for the night or 
wore their hair in some type of way that was less distracting, I think that would be a good alternative than having to get their whole head dyed again. I did that a lot in ROTC. I went through some pink dyes that I could not get out no matter what I did to my hair. And so we just went and bought the temporary color in a can, sprayed my hair. Let me say it looks really gross up close, but for the point of the inspection, because it was still a military inspection, oh, um, they it did the job and nobody said, hey, what's that pink hair doing on your head? Um, and I got an almost perfect score. So. I hated ROTC inspections. I hated them. Oh, I was very good at them. I did... All kinds of stuff in ROTC. <coughs> I was a public affairs officer. Mm. Or, I was just mm. nervous the whole damn time. <laughs> I I don't know if you were joking about it earlier, but in this case, I would actually say a wig might do well. Yes, except for a lot of those inspections, we were in Tallahassee. Oh, I and wasn't oh, I wasn't talking about the. I was talking more oh, about for, the, for that. The job. Yeah, 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 that job, would yeah. that would be that would be a lot better for sure for yeah. for performance. For just a performance, yeah. that would have been hilarious. <laughs> now going yeah, back yeah, to here's the wrench. Who buys the wig? Yeah, hey, that's important. Who's that bu- is important. <laughs> there's yeah. the they wrench. Buy it if they make the choice to color their hair, and it, you, the, knowing full well they should not do that, then they buy the wig for themselves or dye their hair back. But then you get you get angry parents that way, because uh, then it's that's your another. Guidelines. It's your rules. Yeah. If, you know, if this rule wasn't in place, then you wouldn't have to buy a wig. My kid wear whatever. Blah blah blah. Are blah, we talking? Blah, blah, blah. Are we talking just about the um, well, the I'm, band, I'm or are we yeah. talking about for the employment as well? Because if and you could do that for employment, but that would also be the employee's job to buy a wig. If yeah. they know the rules beforehand, that person should have to buy the wig. And that's what I was going to get at earlier, and I got track, uh, got myself off track. In 2019, if you're a public traded organization, most likely your rules and guidelines are available somewhere oh. online or somewhere that's you've seen. Therefore, if you uh, or if your company is a public trading uh, corporation, and you go to interview and you don't take any time, this is where if I was in in in, in Jay Strong's shoes, I would have said. You didn't think critically enough to know whether or not that was acceptable. When we first saw you, you had this color hair. This time you have this color hair. Because of your lack of thinking and not thinking critically enough, I'm not so sure you're fit for this job. Yeah. yeah. Because if you can't, if you lack the critical thinking to make that decision, what other lacks? What other times will you have that same lapse of thinking? And how can I? How would that? You know, is that worth the risk <coughs> of hiring you on? So, I mean, I think, at least, I'm not trying to answer your question for you, but <laughs> in, my, in my thought, that would be my stance on if I were to be interviewing somebody and they had color that was completely out of the norm, especially after we've seen them and met them before and they had natural colored hair, to come back in with, you know, some you know, random color. It's like, whoa, did you, I mean... Did you, did you forget we had an interview today, or what? I think that shows yeah. that you don't care more than just the colored hair. It shows that you didn't do the research, and so you should do the research for a job that you're trying yeah. to get. Yeah, and like I said, not just with theater. I went into companies like Steve Madden for the fact that I could look how I wanted to look, and they were more accepting of that. Is there a company based on <coughs> do your own thing, like... 
um, be an expressive individual, um, and that's what, like, how they market all of their shoes. So, let's go back um, to something Zach mentioned earlier, because like when it, when we're in the workforce, then there are obvious like pitfalls to this, right? Where you feel like Jordan said, you feel like you might lose out on money because the hair might be a distraction or might dissuade some people. Right. So when we take that off the table, when we're talking about something more performance-based like a school choir and that kid's being asked to cut his hair or cover up his hair because it's a distraction, at what point do we – it seems like that's really preemptive. Hmm. It's like we're trying to prevent people from being distracted. Is that fair as opposed to letting the audience – in music, yes. Like, be, be, the audience can't be responsible for their own. I can't really speak on it. Uh, in, in, in music, yes. Because here's this is what, from the aspect of being a, if we get to a concert, we've been working on music for possibly three or four months. Mm-hmm. Do you want to derail everything that you worked on because somebody's got crazy hair in the third row? How does that derail it? Just because I've. Because if right now, as much as we have in this intense conversation and we're all focused in on, on the content, if somebody took the table two doors down and just flipped it right now and just you heard the big bang and the crash down here, how well would you be able to hold your focus in on what's going on? And, and even if you still keep your focus, did you not lose that focus for a period of time while that commotion went on? Mm-hmm. If your eyes get locked on somebody else, again, people, people we really can't multitask. We can do different things segment it very quickly back and forth but people can't actually multitask um if if we see something and we look at that person when you say to yourself oh that girl's got that crazy that, that, that's a crazy looking hair on that girl head or the guy's head or you're not oh, listening at, you yeah. stopped you, you you're gone right and even if it's for a few seconds you you miss something that could be pertinent to the entire performance yeah so yes if uh that itself is is enough to lose because again for those three to four minutes in that performance that's three to four months that went into those three or four minutes of performance so every second every single second is important okay so bringing it back homegirl coming <laughs> to the office ready for an interview I'm sitting in the chair we're face to face what do you think I'm thinking about from start to finish of the interview or the performance in your words why, why did she do that? Why is her hair blue? What shade of blue is that? Wow. Blue. <laughs> like, this, this is what's going through. Wow. I mean, and the thing is, I get it. Like, in, also in, in, in another crevice of your mind, you're sitting there telling yourself, this should not matter. In some ways, this doesn't need to matter, and I can possibly look past this. But even in that conversation, you're distracted. Yeah. Like, at, at, at the very no list, you're still sitting there going, you know, I mean, it's, it ain't that bad. I mean, maybe I can possibly, we can possibly work around this. This person's talking, no telling idea. you everything. What they're trying, they're answering your question that you just asked them, and you're like, you're gone, you're way out of there. I'm gonna act like I'm writing something, but actually, I'm <laughs> and I'll say this too: I didn't immediately just write her off. Mm-hmm. I went to my office manager, but I was like. I swear her resume was bomb as hell. But Lord have mercy. <laughs> Let me show you a picture of what she did. 
all of his managers like, mm, that's on you because <laughs> <laughs> I was distracted the whole time, honestly. But no, um, I work with kids right now, so I feel like I've gotten really good at uh, selective attention. This <laughs> <laughs> yeah. is like no, nah, because I. I like okay for instance um today i had one kid i'm trying to help the kid with homework right and there's another kid being a butt um mr ben can i do no you can't mr ben do your homework please mr ben no like i have to answer these questions while half not even half acknowledging acknowledging this this kid right and still having to like maintain my focus on like the, the kid that needs my attention the most at the at the time so it's like a, a part of me feels like if i'm in an interview setting and somebody walks in with blue hair or like for instance piercings on like the both yeah i'm, I'm not gonna lie and say i won't be like won't notice that but at some point i feel like if that person is good for the job and they can engage me and we can have a full on like a good interview, a good conversation and they can sell me on them. Why not give them a shot? Isn't that the point of like the, the point of an interview is to is you're mar- that's you're marketing yourself to an employee. I'm, I'm sorry, an employer. So I feel like, you know, may, I don't I don't know how well she did in the interview. But oh, I don't either. <laughs> it, I, I, a part of me feel like some of that's on you. <laughs> no, well, I, I would. I, I, I think no. I don't think that's. Yeah, I mean, on the interviewer, the person that it's, it's. You don't want to have preconceived notions and, and judgment as somebody walks in the door, but at the same time, you got a job. The person that's coming to interview is the one's trying to get a job. So are you doing everything you're supposed to do to make sure you get that job? Did you do all the research you need to do to make sure you got that job? Did you yourself go in? Because I go in trying to own a job. Mm-hmm. In in my lifetime, besides the, besides the one I have right now, um, I uh, right when I got out of college, I went to a business looking to schedule an event and walked out with a job. Because when I walked in, the idea that I had was, well, I do need a job right now. I'll go ahead and ask for a, uh, a, a an application. And at the same time, the person was already, they were looking for someone. So I said, all right, well, since you're looking for somebody, uh, let, you know, can we, let's talk for a second. I became the ownership of, the, of that interview. I took ownership of the interview myself. So I, at that point, I'm selling myself saying, you know, I love, you know, I'm working to get, do music education. I'm trying to work with kids. The job that I was trying to get to was doing something, dealing with kids. It was a Pump It Up in Pella. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, when it was in Pella. Well, it still was in Pella. It's in Pella. Anyway, uh, it was deeper in Pella. Um, and I just walked into the place. I talked to the owner. We kept talking and talking. And by the time I walked out, I was on the schedule for next Thursday. And so, you know, it's if somebody has something to present themselves to as in a job and for me just in my experience alone 
if I was interviewing somebody and they came in with something kind of off kilter and all of a sudden I was like, man, my, I'm distracted. If they can't snap me back into attention. They weren't a good enough interview. That, that's, 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 that's pretty I much what I'm trying real. to say. Yeah. It's like you have to be able to grow. Like you have to kick ass at what you do if you're going to take that risk because so it is a risk. To that same exact, exact, to the exact point, then why risk it? Why cut your Why cut yourself off, despite your nose, when you walk in the door? When you could go ahead and do the extra step to make sure you have the best opportunity in the beginning. That's why you don't get the job, because you would do. You already did something. That took out, or you gave yourself a disadvantage walking in the door, mm-hmm. and you have an opportunity to keep yourself in a good advantage. You, especially given uh, if you've already met people before this point, the fact you have an interview means you already are qualified, right? So, right. why would you risk that at that point? Like I said, I believe it's in some ways. I believe it should not matter. I think it really. Can we get to the point where it doesn't? Because I still do believe that that that's the seed of discrimination, regardless of whether or not it's it is a you know in your face and absolutely just uh, with malicious intent. I still think it's the seed of discrimination, but. Because you can take that and, and you can... Where do we draw the line? Well, yeah, you, well, like, well, well, there is no line. It only yeah. just grows. So no, when, totally. So when you start with that point of saying, well, because of your hair color, you can't get a job. Because your name was this, you can't get it. Because you had too many syllables in your name, you can't get it. Because your hair, because you're black, you didn't get it. Because you're a woman, you can't get a job. That goes yeah. into play. But at the same time, that's not changing today. It's not changing tomorrow. It's not changing next week. Don't take unnecessary risk yeah. because at the very basic very base of everything we do as a job it's business and if you do take the <laughs> risks you have to be ready and aware of what some people may meet you with in their opinions and possible sales right. or interactions with um, consumers of whatever you're trying to put out there so you have you do have to be prepared for until we reach a point where you don't even look at their hair, it does not even cross your mind to be aware of what their hairstyle is as much as it is to be aware of what their shoes are. Not to say people, you should look at their shoes, it says a lot about a person, but it won't cross your mind as much as I'm looking at your hair or your face, things like that. And I agree because I'm one of those people that says, Again, if people ask the question why more often than we solve half the world's problems, but because uh, again, if you look at somebody's hair, my first thought is why do you have your hair that color? What is your point? Of, what are you expressing? What's your what's your statement? Or is it a wild thing? If it's a wild thing, I can't run the risk of having you in my company. Like, if it's something that's because blue was the color your your, fa- your mother's favorite color, and your mother died this day on you know such and such years ago. Then that's something I understand to say. Oh well, you're very retrospective. You have something that I, I actually like that quality about you. So I, as an interviewer, would go so far to even ask the question of why yeah. your shoes are torn up. Why are your shoes torn up? I haven't had a job in six months. Ah, well, you need to get some more shoes. Yeah. Well, hopefully, if you can let's continue this interview, maybe you can set yourself up to get some better shoes. Yeah. I always like to ask the question why. So if I'm gonna give something to you, that's my thought to you to say. Ask why. 
because you know and as much as we talked about the risk mm-hmm. uh there is also opportunity for reward because of somebody who is not in line with the normal uh track record you know and so i mean it's both the combination of as you wear a college night shirt i'm looking at sitting there thinking going it only takes one judge to ruin the whole thing. <laughs> At the same time, I'm also I'm also saying I'm also saying sometimes it's worth that one time to say, you know, that one person was worth putting them up, putting up, putting them in that place that took them to the next level. So I, yeah, I see both sides of that very well. Can we have, let's have a, a discussion about um, after the fact? Say so you've had a job for a year and. You go through something, or not, not even go through. You might just look mm. in the mirror and want to try something new, and then you look down and there's a green cup, <laughs> and you decide I'm dying my hair green. Mm-hmm. God damn it! Yeah, <laughs> you walk into work. It happens all the time. <laughs> Come on, now keep it going. <laughs> and your boss looks at you and uh-huh. doesn't give you the best look. What then? How, how does? How do you? How do? How do we navigate that? Were the rules beforehand stated that you should not have natural yeah. hair or unnatural hair? I wanna, or was it vague? I want to. I want to mentioned. I want to ask you directly though. What? That same exact scenario is you. You walk into an office and then your boss at the time looks at you with like that face, that look, and he tells you you need to change it. What are you going to tell him back? Uh, well, one, I would have known what the rules were beforehand. Right, right. So. Right. Um, and like I said before, I would never, even if I did, even if I wasn't clear on the rules, I I would be like, hey, I'm gonna change my hair, and um, is that is that cool? Do I need to wear a hat when I come into work and cover it up or something? Like, you ask. Uh, yeah, I think it's the respect of asking um, when when you already hold a, a job like that. Um, I even when I. I did a simple thing, got my nails done for my birthday a few years ago. I asked the companies that I worked for, I said, is this going to cause any issues with any of your rules and stuff if I come in here with fake nails on? Um, one yeah, of them didn't care. It's actually a really big thing for a lot it of people. It is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, especially with the, the new wave of the single nail thing. Uh-huh. You know, that's a lot. <laughs> it's causing a little bit more of an uproar than people think because of that one single nail color thing. I, I, I was going to say, if you got two, you know, most people have two <laughs> lips, teeth, and a tongue. If you can, if you are going to go so far as to change, make a big change, uh, again, and not think critically, mm-hmm. you have to deal with the repercussions. If you, if you walk into your boss's office and say, you know what, this morning I saw that green cup, <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just feeling it right now. It's, would, would it be too much if I change the color? And the boss. Now, granted, you might not like what's said, but at the end of the day, if you ask, you still got a job. Mm-hmm. Versus yeah. you walked in on Tuesday with that green hair, and your boss was like, "Told you to go come, home. Come out for a second. We need yeah. to talk." Twenty-four hours. Yeah. <laughs> Clean out that desk. The, we'll see you next week. the crazy part is, though, I would never just up and like let somebody go for that. Mm-hmm. I would just, hey. uh... Can you, you do something? <laughs> <laughs> but 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 let's let's be honest. How you might not let them go, but are you are you never are you just gonna be like all right? Some people try to test. We just you. let that roll oh, because because yeah. in because it's really hard uh, in any type of administrative p- 
place as a teacher. I even have to deal with that myself. I have to talk, tell myself all the time, it's like, don't hold stuff against students that long. They made a mistake. They're kids. Kids do stupid things. So oh, I got to struggle with that. You know, I mean, man, man, that's a, that's a dissertation right oh, there. Man. Uh, but if but, you not to interrupt, yeah, sure. But if if you let one person get away with it, you know how it goes. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, I teach kids, right? Yeah, Rebecca's yeah. gonna roll in with blue hair. Uh, Kendall's gonna roll in with red hair. All of a sudden, you got the damn powder puff girls in the room. I'm t- just, <laughs> I don't know, man. If you let one get away, they're all gonna get away with it. Let's talk about let's talk about something like a little less drastic because <laughs> okay so um I don't know I think with with the exception of Zach everybody in this room met me no no Zach and Pope um because Pope met me when I was bald <laughs> when I had no hair on my head <laughs> and Zach Zach met me when I was very um like clean cut all the time had a haircut. And now I have a fro and I've had, when I first started growing my fro, I'm sorry, no. The winter after I started growing my fro and it got to its biggest point, um, our, the executive director at our branch walked in and said, oh, Mr. Ben, are you going to get a haircut? Mm. And for and I, I, I thought really hard about what I was about to say next and then it just, I just can't. I, I said no. I said no. I said I was not getting a haircut. I said I was letting my hair grow. Um, I did. Well, she didn't say anything. Um, she well, she she kind of shrugged, but uh, I tried. I, <laughs> <laughs> that was two years ago. That was two years ago. Um, I got a shape up soon after that, but you know, I did. I didn't cut my hair. At that point, it was it was still very big. I think there's a, a, a thin line between not not uh, not thin line. There's a line between kempt and unkempt that you that we shouldn't cross. Mm-hmm. So I feel like even um, I was looking through like your Facebook and noticed that you had um, tip like your not oh, even yeah. tips like half your hair was blue. Yeah, it like, was a lot of it. Yeah, like half of your hair was blue, and I'm like. If you could you could pull that back, you could hide that, you could do something with that in certain settings. And in all honesty, depending on what you're like depending on what the job is, it shouldn't really matter. It's just, you know. Yeah. I mean yeah, I I think to I think you you're you're hitting it. It's you know, I mean I, I need a haircut right now. But uh <laughs> But see, and I would, I would, I would say your hair looks fine like it is. Yeah, I mean, it's it's up to it's. Never mind, I ain't gonna say it. But uh, <laughs> I mean, it, 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 I think you, you, because one, let me say this too, you can still be clean cut with a fro, mm-hmm. uh, and that's what exactly I think what you're going after. You can be clean cut with a fro. Uh, I mean, and you know, there's some. You talked to some folks from back in the day, back in the you know '60s and '70s, and some of these people had some fros, and you're just like, man. I don't even think the wind can tr- move your hair, uh, but but you know, and I wanted to kind of let me be extra PC for a second and cor- make a little correction here. They're called locks. They're not dreads. Mm-hmm. Dreads was the name given by the Jamaican police for people who had them. Mm-hmm. They're called locks. Um, so because there's nothing, they were the police dreaded seeing them. 
thus the term dread locks. Mm. They're just locks. Uh, so, I mean, like somebody who has locks, I'm not going to lie to you, man. I've seen some people with locks, and I'm like, they look more business mm-hmm. than, than folks, you know, that's got a complete, you know, like got a fade. And so there's, again, like you said, there's ways to present it that work well. I, I feel for people who are in the transition place. If you're in between, yeah, when uh, you're start just yeah. starting and you're trying to grow out to possibly do something like that, uh, yeah, that's tough because that middle section, it doesn't matter who you are, no matter what kind of hair you got, that middle between being long versus being short, that's just that's just rough territory. Uh, so, I mean, that's... See, that's kind of where I was with my first role because, like, I was still growing it. It, it wasn't really fully like matured yet so it just looked weird mm. it was that weird in between fro mm. and then I, I probably needed that sh- like that shape up anyway because it got a lot longer after that. i think my ends just needed to be trimmed or something but <laughs> um after that i stopped getting like i got more like way more compliments about it when I, around like two months later it just it was just big and people loved it talking about in between spaces with your hair that blue was because i had like probably three or four inches of bleach blonde hair that I was just trying to get this the roots long enough to not have really short hair again. And then I went crazy and cut it all off myself. And that was not a good time. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have blue hair anymore, though. There you go. No. Well, I think this has been a, a great conversation. Yeah. yeah. Um, we really could go back and forth all night, and it would just like keep diverging a little bit. <laughs> it would, because there's so many small aspects to what we consider like professional and like acceptable in a workplace. Oh, like yeah. we could, we could really start in on like tattoos and what's acceptable, and that would be a whole nother conversation Ooh, it, itself. It Let's see, uh, clothing. Uh, yeah, clothing. Yeah, I go in on tattoos, skin, skin showing. So, skin perfumes. Yes. I fully plan on being like you know somewhere like either if i'm at a, a university like tenured or if i'm at a big company like you won't be able to fire me by the time i get that sleeve like <laughs> i'm gonna have made you too much money to where you want to fire me by the time i get my sleeve because the sleeve is coming you said something earlier about wearing pajamas to work and um and then you said that you're a teacher and i was like well i mean marcus lane would fight you over this position because he does wear pajamas to work but it's not the same like i know it's not i know it's not but that's where my brain went yeah no no i mean teaching working working in a position where you work in a shop i mean that's yeah that's that's a totally different different thing working position even in in art just like visual art uh you know that state of mind is even part of your expression that goes into the art in which you make. Yeah. Um, and the same thing is even with music, but it's, uh, you know, it, it's overall, I work at a public school. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and there's still college, college is a little bit different. Uh, and specifically called now you call it the college of business. It's not like that whatsoever. Yeah. Now that's a whole nother bag of ones. <laughs> and that's, that's another issue. I mean, yeah, you walk in there every day with pajamas on. Folks gonna look at you a little funny. <laughs> Didn't somebody? I don't know if they commented on that post specifically, or maybe I saw it on another something where um, their grad school wouldn't let yeah, them. Yeah, that in was on that. That was on that post. That was on that post. She said that you would be sent home 
and not allowed to come and back. Not allowed to come back until, until you, until you got rid of it. Hair. Yeah. And um, I I don't know if she she mentioned it, but some places are that way with tattoos. Even you cannot further your education uh, if you have cert- certain schools. Not to say that all schools for this specific um, career path are that way, but some of them are still particular. That's actually, you know. That's actually something where I would more side on for you, actually. Being more on your side, I've always felt like school was the only place where you could Man. truly express yourself. You can get it out before you get, get it into out. the work field. Once course. you get out, as, as people like to say, once you're in the real world and you want a quote-unquote big boy job, you got to change, change some things. Why? But I felt like school was the place where you can... Express yourself. Because that's where discrimination can come out. If you're talking about <laughs> students being told they can't come to school. Exactly. And they're paying to go to school. Yeah, paying oh, a lot yeah. of money. No, paying so a large saw, group. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know about that one, Coach. <laughs> I think that's, that's going to be one that gets you in a little bit of trouble. Or my refund. Uh, yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. yeah like, you know, if Should I can't come to, to school until I change my hair, uh, and unless. I need all that back. Unless that is right. written out. And well explained in in a uh, in a handbook or uh, a catalog somewhere that you gave me on from, preview on day day one yes on <laughs> yeah. day one that that was said right. on day one sheesh I mean that's talk about I me mean, I'm a board of junior board of directors I'm trying to deal with no lawsuits <laughs> in that level <laughs> no golly no I know I know high schools are super strict like that but mm-hmm. again I feel like once you get into college that's like literally the Next stage to like adulthood or true adulthood, and, and, so. and to be honest with you, the coloring coloration of hair in school is more or less due to allegiances than it is even just because of your expressiveness. It's more or less because you know you don't know what types of groups are being built up, and people are not totally aware like, of gangs or okay, anything yeah, like that. Yeah. Or yeah. Stuff. Yeah. So like, you know, it's like again, like <laughs> after Columbine. You know, a few friends of mine. I was in high school and that happened. So a few friends of mine back in 1999 had on uh, the uh, <laughs> shut up. Uh, had on the, uh, <laughs> we had on the uh, the yellow Tommy Hilfiger uh, windbreakers, and I remember us all getting called to the office one day. And so I mean, it was me and these three other guys, and we had. I didn't know those people for real. I knew the names of one of the three guys in the room, and we. I walked in. And I was like. I was like, why are we, why y'all in the office? And we, I looked at it. We all had on that yellow windbreaker, so and, and so the assistant principal was like, you know, you guys, you know, what are y'all, what are y'all, y'all supposed to be the yellow jackets or something? Like, what's, <laughs> what's the deal? And we were like, no, nah, our parents probably shop at the same store. And, uh, we all like yellow. We like right. this jacket, you know. So I mean, you know, that's that's kind of the that's kind of where people kind of are still. We still are a little bit. Overzealous sometimes about those colors and things like that, and quote unquote preparing you for the argument for schools. Like you might be starting a gang based on whatever color you're wearing that day or what your hair is. It's like that's kind of dramatic. And if someone is organizing, but is but is or those rules are in place, they're going to find a way around it very easily. I I feel like depending on the school, though, a lot of that actually happening. Like I know kids who, like they they were you know coming up and they wanted to get involved in that gang life. And they would have these like meetings, and they would agree, okay, we're gonna wear red shoelaces, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I that mean, would be that would be their symbol. It's Birmingham like, it, just came out of uniform what last year, and I was in school. I was in Birmingham City School. <clears throat> uniform started back in 1996. 
And I mean, that was that was why, because gang membership was running rampant, and so uh, so that you couldn't represent your colors, we had a base uniform system: white white polos, blue or black pants, mm-hmm. black shoes or black and white shoes, mm-hmm. see through see through book bags. Mm-hmm. You know that became the standard for a long time, and then eventually, uh, you know, when you get to high school, you add khakis and, and baby blue shirts. But that was basically for that, and I still think that as we've gotten away from that, eventually we came to the to if you had the uh, the cuts in your eyebrow, oh yeah, mm-hmm. you know, oh, you get sent mm-hmm. to office for that, and that was I mean, it, I think a lot of that still some of that still stems in. Now, so I'm not saying that that's the purpose, that's the total purpose, mm-hmm. but I that does have a little bit to do with, it, and I think things are slowly beginning to relax about that. Yeah, the school I went to didn't have so many of those problems, but um, especially, like, in middle school, I got in trouble a lot for wearing really crazy makeup. And I'm not talking about, like, crazy colors. I'm talking, like, I, like, drew little designs next to my eyes and, like, all on the side of my face and stuff. And I was pulled from class and told that if I came back to school like that, that I would be written up every single time that I came into school like that. Um, and then I moved into high school and they started, you know, you can't have piercings in school. Right. They were really super worried about uh, kids getting into fights. They didn't want us wearing hoop earrings, mm-hmm. anything like that, because we did have a lot of fights. We didn't have a whole lot of, like, real gang activity or anything sure. like that. But we were a county school and kids are rowdy. Um, and we were one of the bigger school, well, not really bigger schools. We were still a pretty small school, but for that area. Well, that's, that sometimes runs into the world of, Distraction again. It does, mm-hmm. and, and that's so exactly that's what, what they told me. Yeah, and I, I again, part of I, part of me, I feel bad for you having to go through that. Oh, yeah. At the same time, it's like you know, it's like you're going to punish the kid because society can't deal with somebody who's a little different. Uh, but at the same time, it's like society is not going to treat you well if you continue to do this action. So it's like, how do we? That is always a. That, I don't know if that question has an answer of how do you. Yeah, get and that it's balance. not only that. It's that um, like most of the students didn't really care. They were the first few times they were like, oh, ha ha, her face. But after that, they were like, oh yeah, that's that's Harley over there with yeah. with her face painted up. Um, she was the teacher mm-hmm. was like, you are distracting my classroom. I cannot teach at the full capacity because I'm staring at your face. Well, that's when that goes problem. back to, mm-hmm. it, it is yeah, a teacher's problem, a teacher, but that still problem. goes back to you looking at somebody and being distracted by their hair color and not being able to focus on the interview. Mm-hmm. So what you're kind of getting at is that's the, that's the we have to, we, to To a degree, we have to check ourselves, too. Right. Um, I mean, obviously, we can't just expect things to work out because – we know that we work hard or we know this or that because we still know that people have their prejudice or what have you, your things that you're automatically going to assume about people when you see them. Um, we all have it. It's just, I don't know, part I, of humanity to, to a degree. It. Yeah, we don't like to so, admit it whatsoever. I know that's one of the things, like whenever I'm like working with my kids um, at the organization I work for, is, you know, like say one of them, like if it's the one versus the many, you know, sometimes kids will gang up on one kid and try to point something out of them that's different or that they didn't like the, you know, the group didn't like that one individual doing. And certain situations, 
I found that it's appropriate to address both. It's like one, I'm gonna ad- address the group to let everybody know that what the, what just happened was not okay. But in in private, I'm gonna talk to that one and say, don't put yourself in a situation where this can happen to you. Think more about your surround surroundings. I got one for you on that. This is this one, this one might touch a couple of nerves, but. Uh, and I'm not gonna call any names, and I'm not even gonna mention the school. But one time I was at, I had a class, and this was during the um, the the recent uh, presidential election. Okay. And so the next day at school, after um, Trump was elected, <coughs> uh, I had a student come to class wearing a, you know. Y'all gonna have to excuse me. Yeah. Was he wearing the hat too? Just asking. She. She. she excuse me. She. Yeah. She was wearing the uh, wearing the Trump um, T-shirt, and the school that I was teaching at at the time had a lot of uh, had a very well diverse uh, population, and so you know she was on her way to class, and somebody dumped a cup of water on her. Mm. Um, and she came to class and she was you know uh, obviously upset and I and I told you know and my that class anyways was was the kind of class where we did uh, discussions on a a weekly basis so I said well this is going to be a discussion day because we just had a new president elected regardless of what the outcome was going to be it was going to need to be discussed to see how people felt and so uh, that, you know, and the student was upset, obviously, because she got poured on her. And I told, I told everybody, I said, should she have had that water poured on her? I said, no. There's no reason that that should have happened. No one should have been attacked for that. Uh, then I told her, I said, at the same time, though, this is not a football team. This is not about a game. This is about real life. And there's some people that are hurt right now. And so to where you have to be aware of what your surroundings are going to be in this environment. You could have worn, you could have done something to 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 celebrate that day, but that's on your own. That's on your own time. This isn't, like I said, this isn't like a sports team where it's like, all right, bragging rights. I say there's some folks that are legitimately scared today. So... That is something that uh, I wouldn't be so fair to celebrate. And even if things had gone the other way around, I would have told another student the exact same thing. I don't think this is something that you want to celebrate. Some people are legitimately scared. Some people are terrified of what uh, what type of situation our country is about to enter into. That is... and. I would go back to 2008 and tell the same thing to anybody who won Obama, Obama shirt after after the election. I mean, as proud as I was myself as an African American male, and it's, it's one of the moments of my life that I will never ever live down. At the same time, I was like, this is not something to throw in people's face to celebrate that way. You can be proud of what happened, and you can celebrate amongst people that you know specifically are in that same line of view. But uh, in a public setting like that, where you got mixed people all around, 
that ain't the day to, to, to pull out your, your Obama trumpet and, you know, go, trump, you know, trumpeting around the, 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 your, your school or whatever on that day. So being aware of your surroundings, again, going back and understanding that whole idea of the, your, your surroundings your, your, uh, and the situations, be aware of it. Know who you're around. Know why those people are, are, are uh, know why you're in this situation and understand where people are coming from on all sides to kind of get an idea of whether or not this is something that's appropriate for this time or not. And so, again, that's, that's both sides of it. Yeah. And you, you it's definitely not a black and white situation mm, in right. any of these. No, not at all. It's, that's, it's, that's what's that's what's tough about it. It is, but that's why there's such there's so much to discuss. There's so many perspectives to get on the matter. Up until it doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> Again, I mean, because like, nothing matters. Like ultimately, well, yeah, like it's, the question right. still can't be asked or still can't be answered. Are we talking about hair color? Are we talking about discrimination? Yeah. And it's really hard to answer that question and be like, no, nah, we just, well, we, no, nah, we just, and that's it what we keep doing. We, yeah, it, it keeps each, the each one, it's yin yang. It's got, yeah. Each one's got a little bit of each in the other. See, it really is both. It, it, it you, are dis- you are discriminating against another person. Sure. The, the thing is, we care about some social issues more than others, and that's just a fact. Um, one example, because I, t- I took a class called uh, Social Problems here, and um, one of the things we talked about was this idea of a um, social problems marketplace, right? So you have sexism versus heightism, and what do you think people are going to care more about? Sexism. sexism. You know, I don't care if you're taller than me or... You know, Sure, somebody you might not get a job because the boss is you know has a little man complex and you're six five, but that's less likely than you know something that's more serious. This is our like you know you have blue hair. What's more pressing? Yeah, is the issue. Like what makes a bigger difference? I guess exactly in the time because what is relevant now isn't going to be relevant necessarily in the same way, especially in fifteen years maybe. Like, some issues may still be relevant, but it'll be in a different, um, we'll have a different perspective on it by that time. I'm about to, I'm about to, so, to break a glass right quick. No, come on. So, oh. Wait, oh, no. Uh, uh, so, because this is why I can't, it's not discrimination specifically against, like, hair color. Mm-hmm. Because if you had a girl who walked in, if we take that same girl who went to your interview, and she walked, and you saw a picture of her before. She was brunette, and she came to the interview. She was blonde. That make that a difference really on your care. perspective. I don't think and I would. So either. that hair color is not a discriminatory issue. Whether or not, that's why I say it's the thinking prospect. Mm-hmm. It's the preparedness prospect. Yeah. I think you're actually looking into a deeper situation there. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Again, is it? Does it seed into it? Yes. But I can't call it discrimination specifically on that because just as the same as uh, no one specifically may be trying to be racist about a certain thing because that's not their intent. 
that doesn't change the fact that the outcome was still racist. Mm -hmm. So again, just as somebody was not trying to be discriminatory towards somebody, the outcome may still end up being kind of discriminatory, but that wasn't discrimination by but you know per se. Mm -hmm. It just was the byproduct of mm -hmm. you know. We, we, okay. we get when they made when they made gasoline. Now, the whole point of selling gasoline for vehicles was that the byproduct was water. Unfortunately, the other byproduct was C, you know, CO two, yeah. CO one, you know, carbon monoxide. So, yeah, we the intent versus what actually came out of it are two different things. Yeah. So that's you know. But I think that being able to see the intent and the outcome is just almost probably the entirety of the human experience being able to not separate it because they are one in some aspect but being able to understand and communicate that this was not your goal but this is what happened anyhow not still separating it you have to separate it. Yeah. You have to separate it. Because, again, that's that's how... Now I'm going to take... I'm not going to go in this wormhole, but that's, that's a societal issue, is that we forgot... We don't do that. We don't separate issues. We look at everything as this is one thing, and this is one problem, and all of us like, no. If you keep treating it like this, then we... This is why the outrage it's culture is the outrage divided, culture. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because we just continue to get outraged over the same things because the fact... Or, excuse me... We get outraged over s different smaller things for one big reason. Well, if you were to separate those smaller things in their own categories and you start to see that, oh, maybe these are the issues. Maybe these <laughs> are the problems. Maybe this is where we should go. And that I, that's a that's a whole other podcast. That's whole yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. speaking of before, uh, what were you? No, no cause you, go ahead. Make one more point. Okay. <clears throat> so, before I forget this point, you said we're you're going to stay divided, that thing. I want to go back to where we were like, you know, 10, 15, 20 years from now, it's going to change. First of all, I don't believe things truly change. I believe that... What? Go ahead and say it. I just don't believe things truly change. Like, for instance, uh, for example, racism is still around, correct? I believe so. Everywhere you go. You were taught you were certain beliefs by someone. You were taught how you look at things by someone or something. 10, 15, 20 years from now, what makes you think that it's really going to change? Can I, can I take this yeah, one? Yeah. Do women have the right to vote now? That's true. But they still don't get equal pay. Exactly. I, I was going to say the word you're trying to say is evolve. Evolve. Okay. okay. It okay. don't change. <laughs> things don't That's change. That's the word. That's they the just evolve. Yeah. And the, so, yeah, you're right. And no, I was women, about to women, put it women in. Can vote. And I was about to put it in a way that was not going to be the word evolved, but okay. pretty much, I don't believe things. Everybody change. looking for equality when they need to look for equity. So, well, well we got about eight minutes left in this room. <laughs> <laughs> I blame it on Zach. Oh, I do too. Don't bring me in. I just, I just found it funny how the more we spoke, the more we. Figured out like what we agreed thing. more than the initial post right. made it out to be. We did. 
We did. And, and I'm happy that's what this got because that's what I wanted. I just. <laughs> oh, no. I, I wasn't going to come in here just no. blazing and shit. <laughs> no, no. We in a library. We can't do Shut all up. that. People are more against each other than they really are. Like, yeah. Because you had a thought. Not because you were trying to fight him about it. Yeah, and when I made the comment, you you said, oh, I knew somebody was going to be feel attacked about this. And I was like, wait, wait, no, that's not not what I came here for. No, but it was was just because of the fact that how other people were kind of... Some people did feel attacked. Straight up, they did. I I heard you caused some heat in a group meet. Oh, I did. I I heard you caused some heat. Oh, no one's going to punk me out of my damn opinion. That's a fact. The the main reason I wanted to have a discussion with you is because I felt like we could really kind of... Yeah figure something out, like kind of bounce off of each other in a sense. Mm-hmm. I felt like with the people I was in that group with, I knew for a fact they were not going to hear a word I yeah, said. Yeah, there would be no constructive conversation going on. Right, and it got into yelling or the text version of oh, yelling. Oh, all cap caps? Lock, cap all caps, yeah. <laughs> and I, I ain't got time for all that shit. So yeah. I thought that this would be very constructive, but... I'm really happy I jumped on the opportunity to like facilitate <laughs> this. this. Was a good conversation. <laughs> it was, and you know what? I'm I, like, honestly, um, when I saw it, you know, I, I have ulterior motives. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I've been like thinking about um, jumping off a, a debate show for a while now. So, um, it, hopefully, if this is received well. Um, you know, I, I would like to start a show. I'm thinking about calling it calling it an A and B conversation. Um, so hopefully this is the first installment of the A and B conversation. Oh. Conversation, and you can see your way to the comment section <laughs> <laughs> to join the, <laughs> to join the discussion. You just had to slip. I'm going to tell you right now. That's a bad, that's a bad one. Why is that a bad one? A bad, I, Why is that a bad idea? That. You can see you. No, no, you no, 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 no. I just hate the, the slogan, the whatever you. Why is that? I, why is that I bad? Like, I, oh, yeah, no, nah, all right, all right. Why, there we go. Oh, no, no. There we go. Like I'm gonna market it to women. To it's gonna work. Yeah. I'm gonna market it to yeah. women. You know what? You, you got me because we're about to have another damn debate right now. Shit, I Right, that's that's what. But it worked, didn't it? It, it, it worked. Brain <laughs> it did. Corey Graves thinking himself out of here with an right. <laughs> And look at Corey Graves, tattooed up, colored hair, and well employed. <laughs> Am I wrong? He had to fail first, though. <laughs> right, but he still got there. He got there. He, he got there. Hard. I'm trying to be a mogul. Um. <laughs> This has been Ben Jackson from the Black Mangos Podcast. Thank you guys for joining us. Peace.